Pila. Yeah. I don't know if you can. Uh, I don't know if you can tell or not, but I got the sniffles. I think oh, no. I've had the sniffles for like uh, three straight weeks here. Yeah. And I was thinking about it earlier today. Number one, that might mean that I'm getting a little bit older because I'm taking like a 24-hour pill in the morning and a 24-hour pill in the afternoon. And I don't know what it is about my body, but I can just produce this mucus. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just, it just comes along with the territory maybe. But it also got me thinking, number one, on the pod tonight, people are going to have to listen to me snuffle every now and then. But also, yeah. this is not a bad time, listeners. Start laying the groundwork now because Friday – we're all going to go to this basketball game. It's a little bit later start. We might all kind of get into the sauce a little bit. You don't want to call your boss at 830 on on Friday morning saying, hey, I don't feel good. Oh, start man, that's laying true. the groundwork now. You got the sniffles. Your head's hurting a little bit. Who knows what it is? But when Friday comes around, they won't be that surprised. So that's the tip of the day. That's a and that is also Yeah, and that is also um, how we start the shows these days. So um, – we got a we got a killer show tonight, uh, one of the most antip- anticipated episodes of every season. It seems like uh, I've had him. I don't know how long, how many times we've had this guy on, but um, we got a jam packed show. So let's get to it. Welcome to to the top talk. Greetings and salutations, everyone, and welcome to another episode of To The Top Talk. We're recording this live on February the 6th from beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Here, as always, with your break from the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk a little Southern Miss athletics. I'm your host, Jason Bailey. Joining me now, the one and only Patrick Lowry. What up, Pilo? Yo, man, I'm excited to be here. This is, like you said earlier, one of my favorite episodes of the year. Uh, it kind of doesn't feel like it's baseball season till this episode happens. So once this is over and tomorrow it's published, I can kind of feel like we're here, but not only that, we have a huge week in athletics. Everybody knows what's going on. Thursday is going to be exciting. What a great time to be in Hattiesburg, to be a Southern Miss fan. Fantastic time to be a golden Eagle. And, um, yeah, you, you mentioned, um, when this guy comes on, we have more listens, I think, every year. I've had more people hit me up, like hearing like this historic baseball season that's going on. And right. We all know that we we kill it in baseball every year, but for whatever reason, people just hey, when are you having Rick on? When you know when are you having Rick on? So, um, and then I, I think uh, my buddy Kirk actually had to remind me, and I called Rick, and he was like, "People have been asking me when are you going to be on the show." <laughs> so, yeah. so anyway, uh, and I guess we've kind of already introduced him, but this is. Um, this is not his first time on the show. Um, we're glad to have him back. Uh, welcome to the show, Rick Maddox. Well, thank you very much. I, I always look forward to this because it is the start of the baseball season in my mind, too. So uh, thank you for having me back, and I hope we can do it for another 100 years. <laughs> I love that. I don't know. I might have to renegotiate my contract. 100 years. Gosh. <laughs> Um, but no, Rick, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. And, and just before we get into, I guess w- what this season is, is going to be like, if we can just, just kind of remind the listeners of how last year went, 
uh, just re- reflect on last season if we can. Um, you know, outside of not making it to Omaha, it was kind of a dream come true uh, kind of season. But just what are your thoughts on, on last season? Well, you know, I have to say it, it's probably one of the most uh, fan favorite, and Rick Maddox favorite that we ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to, to be able to, to have the regional there and to win the regional and then host the super regional um, you know, I look at the film the other day, we were looking at some of the moments and to see the way that everybody reacted, you know, out in the roost, I swear, in, in every tent, it seemed like there was 10,000 people in every tent. <laughs> the best you could do is ask somebody to pass down a refreshment or something. But, you know, we, we just had a great time. And the way that the, the LSU game ended, and the excitement and seeing the players climb the wall, uh, you know, and it just shows you that, you know, yeah, they're college and they're 18 to 35 years old. If you uh, think about Gabe on the team, uh, <laughs> but to see those, see those players just act like kids and climbing the wall and, and seeing the fans just, you know, doing the same thing, climbing the back of the wall. Um, certainly one of the highlights, you know, that I've ever been involved with, with Southern Miss baseball. Yeah, I remember, we've talked about it a few times on the show. Last week we had uh, Trey Sutton and Dustin Dickerson on, and they reflected on that as well. And it's just one, it's going to be one of those moments after that LSU game, after that final pitch, um, where everybody, it's like I can almost see a still frame shot of myself. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And just I just go right back to the emotions that I felt, and it was just unbelievable. So no matter how many times we bring that up, I don't care. Um, it was the best. It was the best feeling in the world. Absolutely, it was. It really was. And and I think you know everybody that was there will never forget it. And the ones that weren't there are going to regret that they weren't there. No doubt. Absolutely, Rick. Uh, so this year, obviously, you know. Talking about last year, uh, we we did lose a handful of players. Remind the listeners who uh, who were looking to replace this season. Who who did we lose, and and uh, who who has some big shoes to fill for you know for those spots? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, uh, the good news is uh, we have Coach Oz back, and you know he does magic. Absolutely, uh, we certainly lost a boatload, and and I don't think anybody in the country can ever say that I, you know, they lost that much. I mean, the, basically most of our pitching staff, mm-hmm. uh, certainly, uh, you know, you, you had, uh, on the back end, which is always really, really hard to replace. We, you know, we lost Landon Harper, uh, Dalton Rogers, mm-hmm. uh, Garrett Ramsey. I mean, those three guys, you know, pretty much by the time we got to the eighth or ninth inning and they come in, it was like game over. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, and what the listeners need to um, be aware of is, you, you know, you just can't take somebody and say, oh, okay, you know, bump, you're going to be the closer. I mean, you may have that kind of stuff, but, you know, it's the mentality and the, you know, the uh, uh, flipping the switch. You know, when you come in in the ninth inning with two guys on and two outs, I mean, everybody can do that. 
Um, you know, there are some guys that would wet their pants if in that situation. <laughs> and, you know, there's other guys that just strive for it. Yep. And, and we had those three guys that, you know, would lock it up. So, you know, that's going to be a challenge for this year. And, uh, you know, I know we'll address that in a little bit. We also, um, you know, lost some of our starting pitchers. Um, you know, uh, Hunter Riggins was outstanding last year. I, I don't think anybody other than Coach Oz knew what he was getting when he brought him in. Uh, you know, he just ate up innings. Um, you know, then you, you also had Hurston uh, uh, Walder, that uh, another starter that we lost, uh, and then Ben Etheridge. You know, the, yep. the public doesn't realize, I mean, Ben Etheridge was our Friday night starter when the season started. Um, you know, then he went into the weekday games and the weekday and then ended up being in relief. And, you know, so you lose those kind of arms. Uh, they're hard to replace. Yep. Um, but I know that uh, Coach Oz has got some good candidates and uh, it's going to be a challenge, but I, I know we'll be up to it. No doubt. And, you know, you mentioned um... – some of those guys there and we're going to get into uh just some of these newcomers that we got but you, you talked about um i mean i mean you think about you know our our friday got like you know etheridge everybody thought he was going to be the superstar stud and he was a really good player but he ends up going down and basically just a non-factor and but our midweek guy <laughs> becomes a becomes an olympian right <laughs> so a lot of people in in and last year people pointed to a lot of pitching that we had lost um yeah with um well, heck, on the top of my tongue now, but uh, I, but anyway, we, we lost a ton of pitchers the year before, and yeah. we just seem to replace them. I don't know; it doesn't seem like that's possible to do. But it, here I am, you know, looking at, at at scouting reports and 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 things that people tweet out, and we got guys, you know, throwing ninety five, ninety six miles an hour again, <laughs> all over the place. Um, and we're gonna get to some of those guys too. But heck. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was looking at our schedule um, just before we get to those newcomers. Um, uh-huh. I, I was looking at our schedule. This is a tough schedule, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, one of man. the more challenging that I that I remember in quite some time. What what games on the schedule are you most looking forward to? Well, uh, I'm going to have to say uh, opening day, <laughs> Liberty, mm-hmm. the first game for sure. Uh, that, that's probably. Uh, you know, it's like a kid waiting for Santa Claus uh, or Luke Combs coming out with his new album. There we go. Oh, there it is. <laughs> dropping soon, dropping soon. <laughs> yeah, but, but certainly I, I look forward. Opening weekend is special. Uh, you know, everybody's chomping at the bit. The players have been practicing. They've been inter-squatting. They're, they're at the point where they're all tired of seeing the same guys, the same pitchers, see them and the hitters. You know, so I, I really look forward to opening weekend and, you know, cross my fingers that it won't be 28 degrees and rainy that weekend. No doubt. But I'm, I'm excited to, to see Dallas Baptist come in. You know, they're a wonderful program. Um, you know, they, they always are very, very competitive. And to have a team like that come here for a three-game series is, is special. Um Valparaiso coming in town, uh, Georgia Southern, you know, our whole different conference is going to be exciting. You know, we get kind of used to seeing the same old, same old. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But now, you know, we're going to see teams we've never seen. James Madison, um, you know, Arkansas State. We, we obviously, we played South Alabama and Ulala uh, slash Louisiana uh, a few times. So we, we know them a little bit, but it's going to be a very difficult schedule. And I, you know, I admire Coach Barry for doing it, but I also, uh, uh, scratch my head because there's no uh, powder puffs out there, you know. So, you know, you got to bring it, you know, in this day and age. And, and that's why everybody contributes and they have to know the role and, and perform. Well, it's definitely going to be nice to have Dallas Baptist uh, come to our place. They, you know, we, we owe them a little bit from last season. And, <laughs> and it's also going to be nice to play South Alabama in a three-game set. Right, we've always had that midweek. Maybe sometimes we've done two during the week. I can't remember, mm-hmm. but it's usually just the one-off. And yeah. um, they had our number for quite a while, so no doubt. It'll be no nice to, to have them for a in for a three-game set, especially at the Pete. Yeah, and, and you know, within we also are, are playing Ole Miss twice. You know, and who could ask for more than to play the defending champion from the school in the north? Um, it and hurts then me, it hurts me to even hear that. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, then uh, I believe we, we've got a game with uh, Mississippi State also yep. coming up. Um, you know, so it, it's a good schedule. Uh, we also uh, have Monroe. You know, Coach Federico will be fun to, to see. Sure. Um, you know, if you haven't been over there, uh, I've been over there a couple times just to say hey to him. And, you know, uh, it, it's going to be fun to play them. So I'm, I'm excited for the season. Me too, no doubt. Um, so, in it's, it's, so we've we've talked, we've kind of alluded to this a couple of times, but we're I'm, we're just gonna let you uh, let you kick back and and take it right now. Just kind of go around the horn, if you will. Just you know, infielders, outfielders, whoever stood out to you uh, while you've been out watching some of the practices and uh, inter squad games so far. I know we got a lot of new faces, um, a lot of new talent, uh, but still some returning guys. People are going to be familiar with like your Danny Lynch's and yeah, yeah. Uh, Christopher Sargent's, but just take yeah. us around the horn if you will. And okay. just um, don't worry about getting long winded. I'll sit back and drink a beer and um, the floor is yours. Enjoy the show. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, when I, when I think about the 2023 season, I, I think the first thing we have to do is, is acknowledge our two captains. Um, Captain uh, Danny Lynch is uh, returning from being a captain last year. And, uh, you know, he's just such a special person and a special uh, player on our team. And then Justin Storm uh, was elected captain this year. And I know uh, he's commented about, you know, how special that is for him. And, you know, we couldn't have two better leaders than those two young men. and, and, you know, the coaches say it. Uh, I don't know if the if the listeners realize it, but if you ever get a chance to go near the third baseline and listen to Danny when he's playing a game and, and how he talks nonstop, I mean, in between every pitch, every this, he's always enthusiastic and encouraging everybody. Um, plus, he's, you know, he's like having a coach out there. You know, he's – uh, reminding guys where you're supposed to be, what the uh, the uh, signals are, uh, what's going on at the plate, and then Justin also uh, having a, a veteran guy that uh, the team looks up and respects. So 
um, I wanted to mention them first and foremost. Sure. But you know, when you talk about going around the horn, I, I think uh, the best way to stop it, I mean, start, um, would be a catcher. You know, and last year we had two and sometimes one. <laughs> and uh, right. you know, for what we accomplished and, uh, you know, when Blake went down and Rodrigo's, you know, hung in there like a, a boxer and just, you know, bruises all over his body. And, you know, you just got to suck it up and play, you know, and, and it is very, very difficult. Well, now uh, we've corrected that. Now we have four. So, oh, wow. um, you know, uh, we uh, transferred uh, Graham Crawford has come in mm -hmm. and I think the, the fans are going to love him. You know, he played at Summerall, then and he went to Pearl River, then from there over to Alabama and then back here. Um, so I, I, I see Graham, you know, battling for playing time. He's a, a switch hitting catcher, which you could probably count those on one hand also. Um, but he can hit, he can run, he can throw. So, you know, I think he's going to be a good addition. And we've got a, a young freshman uh, that tra that's, that's here, that uh, Tucker Stockman, uh, freshman, but he doesn't look like the normal catcher, like a Corky Palmer. Uh, Tucker is six foot four, two hundred and twenty-six pounds. Wow! wow. <laughs> he is a man out there, uh, and the best days are, are coming for him. Uh, it's like the Brad Will cut kind of build there. <laughs> yeah, or even bigger. Yeah, <laughs> bigger. Uh, you know, more more like an offensive tackle. It mm -hmm. looks like. Yeah, or, um, can, can, you know, can he can he play super back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I imagine he can. Um, you know, the coaches are very excited about what they have, and you know, have mentioned to me numerous times. You know, just get out of the way and don't screw him up. It's one of those kind of guys. Mm -hmm. You know, he'll he'll be a special player in the years to come. Um, you, you know, uh, you go to first and and uh, Christopher Sargent uh, as uh, some of the guys in in our room spot. Say uh, we call him Sarge. Uh, you know he's just better and better this year. He's really working on his game, and I think you know Coach Creel, Coach Barry have uh, emphasized in the fall and the spring. You know I think you're going to see our guys going the other way a little bit more. You know they're they're working on that, and also putting the ball in play. You know, uh, realize what your situation is. You know, there's time for home runs. There's time for this and that. But, you know, sometimes it's just a, a ground ball to the right side and, and mm -hmm. bring that guy in from third. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we're practicing that. I, you see it in the fall and you see the players uh, responding to that. Uh, we've got a couple guys at first that, that will, you know, help Sarge. Um, Matthew Russo. If you remember, Matthew uh, is a redshirt freshman from Madisonville, um, six foot, six three, two hundred and forty-eight. Mm -hmm. uh, bats left-handed. Matthew had a really impressive fall. Uh, you know, had a good summer, and he just picked up from the summer and came in and is just hitting the ball. Um, you know, uh, if it wasn't Sarge there, he he probably win the first base job. Uh, so, you know, he's he's battling. And then we've got another uh, first baseman, Jackson Parker, has transferred in from Stringer. And Jackson is playing some first base and also pitching some. So, um, you know, I think you'll see his name in, in the near future. You 
probably aware that um, Will McGillis um, moved on, and uh, now we we have a battle going at second base. Um, Gabe Lacey, uh, six foot, two hundred and three pound, kind of built like uh, Will McGillis. McGillis. Um, he's not a small guy. He's got pop. He's a right-handed batter, which we need right-handed batters. Um, so I, I would say right now that Gabe probably uh, has won the starting position. He transferred in from Gulfport High School. Then he went to Tennessee Tech. So, uh, uh, you know, you got uh, Gabe there at second. Uh, you're also going to see uh, KCRT battling for second. Um, we've got a uh, uh, Freshman Nick Montessere playing some second base, also uh, some relief pitching. Um, and then Brady Faust, that we remember from the years past, is a you know second baseman outfielder. So um, you know if somebody got hurt or we had to fill it in, you know we've got people that can do that. Um, they've even had Danny Lynch over at second taking balls occasionally, just to you know make sure that. Uh, if something crazy happened, uh, you know, they could always – Danny's been there now. Um, you know, at third base – I mean, shortstop, you know, Dustin Dickerson returns. Uh, you know, Dustin is just a terrific player, terrific person. I know the uh, the crowd loves to watch him play. He makes some plays that, you know, you see on Sports Center. Um, and uh, I, I think last year was the first time we saw his offensive game mm-hmm. – uh, up and and I know when you see him uh, this season, you're going to notice that he's bigger and stronger. He keeps gaining muscle. He go he can go with the the pitch, he can go with it to right field. He can get you your RBI, your ground ball out, or he he can uh, hit a double off the wall and uh, home run also. I want to say uh, he led the team in doubles last year, I believe, yeah. didn't he? Uh, I, I'm I'm not sure if he led yeah. the team, but he's right up there for right. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Creek Robertson comes back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Creek was uh, freshman last year and uh, didn't get to play any uh, because we uh, Dustin was able to play the whole season, never got hurt. But uh, Creek is definitely able to fill the position. Uh, and then when Dustin uh, comes in, I believe Dustin is going to pitch a little bit more this year and uh, Creek will be able to fill in at shortstop. So we're comfortable there. And then you go to third, and Mr. Reliable, uh, you know, Danny Lynch, who's been there, I think, 10 years, maybe 12 <laughs> now. And his brother Tim, there's another 10 years. So, you know, we, we've had Lynch's uh, for a while. So Danny uh, is doing a great job, and, and I, I look for him to, to lock down that position. We've got a freshman that the, the – Fans are going to love to watch him uh, develop. His name is Davis Gillespie from Birmingham. Uh, Davis is six foot one, two hundred pound freshman, but he runs well. He can field. He can throw. He's really shown that he can adapt to this pitching. Uh, you know, he hit well in the fall, and he's also hitting well in the spring. So I could see Davis getting a chance to do some pinch hit, come in the game. He's got, uh, you know, good size and good pop. So, you know, he's going to be a wonderful player for it. When you start getting in the outfield, it gets kind of tricky. 
you might as well start in left field, you know, in left field. Um, you know, we got Reese out coming back, Reese Ewing, um, had a good season, got hurt, um, battled back. And, uh, you know, he's certainly a hundred percent now and, um, a wonderful left-handed bat. Uh, Tate Parker has transferred in, uh, from, uh, Pearl river and Tate Parker, one of the top junior college players in the, in the country. And uh, the fans are going to love to watch Tate. Uh, you know, he's he can play left field and play right field. Um, where Reese is a left-handed batter, Tate is a right-handed batter. The different, you know, Tate has never taken a fastball in his life. You know, if first pitch fastball, he's swinging. You know, it doesn't really matter. Second pitch fastball, he's swinging. You know, he may have three at bats and only had three swings, but you know, he he's uh, he's not the kind of guy that's going to walk. But you know, he batted. 400 and something and hit, you know, home runs and doubles and singles. So um, the fans are going to love to see uh, Tate Parker and remember his name. Uh, center field, you know, it's, it's just been, uh, you know, like a dream come true. We, Matthew Etzel, um, he came in from Panola College in Texas, and we were lucky to get him. He, he could have been drafted. He was offered to draft, and he, turned it down. He felt like he needed to work on his game. And uh, the coaches recommended Southern Miss as a wonderful place for him to come and develop. And we got him in, you know, I have to say, you know, he is a special player. Um, he is six foot two, 210 pound center fielder wow. that, you know, runs like a <laughs> uh, gazelle. Um, uh, He's got a big, thick black beard. Everybody will be able, you know, it's kind of like Patrick, you know, he's, he's uh, covering that handsome face <laughs> up with his beard. Yeah. But, uh, Matthew is, is just a wonderful player. Uh, he bats left-handed. He's going to be, you know, I, I'm going to be disappointed if he doesn't hit 400 and uh, doubles and home runs. And then defensively he can cover, you know, a tremendous amount of, of room. So um, the fans are really going to like to see him. And you go to right field and, uh, you know, we got our, our mainstay coming back uh, with Pedro. Uh Carson is, is you know, I, I felt like he had one of the best seasons uh, we could have asked for coming back. Um, he, he worked out all summer. He's He's now six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pound right fielder um, that is is going to do some damage with the ball. So bump, you know, we're in uh, Patrick. We're going to have a lot of balls out there in the right we'll field. We'll be ready for uh, it. <laughs> uh, so Carson, you know, I look for him to just be an All American this year. Um, you know, and then you also have some other guys that can play uh, right field too. You know, Slade Wilkes uh, certainly is able to play right field. He, he's had some injuries. Uh, I believe his uh, shoulder was – we had surgery on that in the fall, and he's been coming back, and now he's, he's back to 100%. Um, you know, I look for Slade to hit a couple over the Catholic Church this year and, uh, uh, you know, just scare everybody in there. I, I wanted to mention uh, uh, a freshman, uh, Jake Cook. Um, a true freshman, uh, Jake played at Madison Central. 
you're going to start seeing a theme. We've, we've got quite a few players from the Jackson area with mm-hmm. Madison Central and Germantown and uh, et cetera. But Jake uh, is one that I, I noticed when he first came in. They weren't sure if he's going to be an outfielder or a left-handed pitcher. And um, it turns out that, you know, they didn't need him on the pitching role, but uh, he's been playing right field. And he's one of the fastest players that I've ever seen, you know, coming out of the box in the left-handed box. I, I tell the listeners that they were doing a drill the other day and, you know, the typical bunt drill and the pitcher covers first and, you know, and everybody uh, does the best they can. And lo and behold, uh, you know, Jake bunts one to the pitcher and beats it out to first base in the drill. It's like, I don't know that I've ever seen wow. that. The whole team's coming. Uh, you know, or know what you're doing, and he beat it out. Uh, so with the speed and, and um, you know, the future of Jake, you know, I certainly could see him in the years to come being a very, very special player for us too. Uh, you know, uh, DH, I need to just plug in uh, Slade Wilkes will, will be able to fill that role from the left side, and uh, you could be uh, Tate Parker doing it on the right side or even some of the freshmen that we've mentioned too. Hey, Rick, um, let, let me let me jump in real quick and ask you this question. I, I don't really know exactly how to phrase it, but we talk about all these all these players that we have returning. Um, and every, look, let's just be honest. I mean, everybody that's on the team uh, – in Division One baseball or probably any college baseball, they've always been the best player on their team growing up from the time they're six years old on, right? Talk a little bit about, I mean, like you mentioned Monastir, which, you know, Dustin talked about him last week, just said, you know, he was, I think his quote was, he was just like me as a freshman, except he's got 10 times more talent than I had, <laughs> uh, which is saying so yeah, much. I mean, that's just... Um, yeah. but, but, but talk about those guys and Gillespie, you mentioned, yeah. um, well, you know, like, like well, what, I, I guess like, what are they, they have to learn that they're not definitely going to be starting now. Right. I mean, like how do, how do they learn to, to become a role player or to, or to wait their turn? Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, it, it's gotta be very, very difficult because just like you said, everybody was a pitcher and a shortstop and, high school and they all batted in the three hole. So, you know, one of the things that I enjoy is, is I get to visit with the players and then I get to visit with their parents uh, pretty well. I met most of the parents uh, and had conversations with them. And, uh, you know, it is extremely hard because, you know, you're big man on campus in high school and you come in here in the fall. Um, I, I was telling the, this story uh, to Nick's mom and dad and his grandparents were here. Uh, on Sunday, I said, you know, I, I'm guilty of, uh, you know, first practice in the fall, you know, which one's Nick, which one's this, which one's Bump, you know, which, which one's Patrick, you know, and so I see Nick say, okay, yeah, I see he's, he's very, very athletic, this, that, and the other. And then you, you know, watch him taking balls at second. I said, okay, he's got the hands, he was shortstop. And then you, you watch him go out in the bullpen and just throwing and just, you know, heat. And it's kind of like, okay, so now the coaches have to decide, well, how's this young 18-year-old, you know, going to develop? Is he going to be a pitcher? Is he going to be a hitter? And and you know what they do in the fall? You know, they just say, yeah, he is. He's going to be one of those. We don't know which one. Let (laughs) let us play out. Well, and I was telling Nick's parents, I I said, you know, 
when I saw Nick and, and a lot of the freshmen, when they get there in, uh, what is that, August, you know, they come in and they're kind of like deer in the headlights. You know, their eyes are big. It's like, oh, my gosh, I'm playing with these yeah, me in the Division One. I, I just saw them playing in the regional and the super regional, and now sure. here I am. And, you know, can I compete? Can I do this? And, you know, they, you take it all in, and it, it's a little, it's overwhelming. Uh, and then, you know, what I've seen out of Nick specifically is, you know, he came in, went through all that in the fall. They go home. They do their workouts. They come back uh, in January. And, you know, Nick is turned into a young man. You know, I, I, I told his parents, I can see in his face that he's, he's like, I get this and, and I'm not intimidated. I can compete at this level and I can perform and I'm going to win a job. Now, everybody can't do that. <laughs> you know, so that's you got to look what's inside each one of them. But, you know, out of the 6A player of the year, I see that. And he came back, you know, I'm going to just say 10 pounds of more muscle. And, you know, now he's throwing 94. Now he's doing this. And, you know, the balls he's hitting in the fall, you know, were, were you know, dinks and doinks. And now he's he's hitting the ball off the wall. He's hitting everything squaring up. You know, he's turning into a player, and uh, it, we've got those kind of guys. You know, we, we've got some other – we hadn't even got into the pitchers, but, you know, we've got some other pitchers um, that, that, you know, everybody is going to be surprised when you start saying, well, um, you know, I'll just mention his name now, J.B. Middleton, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. six foot, 172 pounds from uh, Benton Academy up in Yazoo City. The, you know, I was able to, to visit with Coach Oz and watch them all throw some bullpens. And, you know, JB's one of the guys that when it comes out of his hand, I mean, it just is like, sounds like a rocket coming yeah. out of there. And Electric. then you just, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's like, golly, there's, there's these guys that are throwing velocity. And then on the other side, you know, there's only so many spots to play. And, and you know, when you say, okay, well, you know, you're not going to beat out Tanner Hall, <laughs> you know, or, you know, or, you know who's going to be uh, the weekend guys and you say, well, you know, if my role is to come in in the sixth or seventh inning and get six outs, then so be it. Excuse me. And I think, you know, that's where the coaches and they, they put those pieces together. But it is very difficult. And, you know, uh, Bump, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future, you know, with the portal. You know, kids want to come in, they want to play. You know, are they going to stay one year and then if they're not playing, they're going to leave? Are they going to say, well, look, you know, I want to be part of this program or I want to develop? And and I think that's one thing Southern Miss can offer that all the schools can't do that. Some of them, you know, you're one and done and and that. But, you know, you can look at most of our players and, and we have a lot of guys that have been here two, three, four years and then you, you know, yeah, then you may have to go get a bullpen guy or a guy to come in and do something. But, you know, the coaches are going to be challenged. And, um, you know, you get a high school kid that, you know, if they're elite and they're going to be drafted in the major leagues at a high school where, you, you know, you may say, well, I'll let the Dodgers get him and I'll, I'll take this guy that I can maybe have four years with. Right. Him. 
And then you also look at the portal and say, okay, well, you know, just like with ATSA, you know, we knew we, we didn't have certain guys and you bring one in, maybe he's going to be a one-year guy and he's gone, or, you know, maybe you get two. And then you got your JUCO guys transferring in. So um, I, I think that just building your team and your roster um, is going to be a challenge in the years to come. And, and we'll all learn from right. it. Right. So thinking about, you know, this team offensively, um, what have you, what's kind of stood out, uh, in practice, practice so far scrimmages that we've, that have been going on, uh, what's kind of that wow, or what do you really see who's kind of shining early? Um, well, uh, Patrick, I would say offensively, um, I feel very comfortable in saying that we're going to score some runs now. You know, you can't outscore everybody, you know, when it when it gets down to crunch time and pitchers are going to be, you know, better and better as you go through the season. But, you know, I, I don't think we have any easy outs. You know, we've got – this team can hit. Uh, I, I'm going to be shocked if, if we're – you know, the, the team's not batting 300. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I think, you know, we're going to have plenty of pop. Um uh, you know, we've got good speed. Um, you know, Coach Barry doesn't always want to uh, use speed because they don't want to give up and out here or there. But, you know, we've got guys that can steal a base, and I, I think you'll see a little bit more of that, maybe some more hit and run. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, offensively, it, it's just been fun to watch. Now, uh, you know, then the, the challenge, you know, I'll go into the pitchers a little bit because, you know, that is going to be – where Coach Oz does his magic. Uh, certainly, it, it helps by having Tanner Hall on Friday night, you know, and, and, you know the conference pitcher of the year. And uh, Tanner's just had a kind of a, a light schedule in the fall. You know, he, he was still playing, you know, Team USA and all that. So there's really nothing that he had to prove in the fall. So now he's just getting ready for um, next week. And um, – you know, I just Tanner's gotten bigger and stronger, and I, I think he's going to do wonderful. Um, a great person to have, and also the the uh, leadership that that those guys bring to the younger guys. You know, when you bring these freshmen and you can put them in with some of the older guys and see, well, this is how he became conference pitcher of the year. You know, are you willing to do the same thing that he did? Yeah, I mean, and you, um, you, know, you got to have the respect for him. You know, obviously, we know the success that he had. We know, uh, you know, Team USA and and the accolades that he racked up this year. And you know, with the portal and these teams, these are are coming knocking. You know, and just it, it shows you what kind of guy he is to obviously stay the course and to say I'm going to be the guy here at Southern Miss. So, I mean, hats off to him. Um, and Absolutely. What a guy. Well, 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 yeah, so he's, he's locked down that Friday role, but let's get into yeah. Saturday and Sunday and, and some of those yeah. relief guys. Like uh, We've got yeah. we've got Billy Oldham. We've got uh, yeah. several transfers coming in and some, some young lightning rods of arms, including Nico yeah. Matza. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. How, how is that rotation going to fill out? Well, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to be the Saturday guy, but I would assume right now that Matt Adams – He's probably uh, mm-hmm. ahead on that. You know, Matt, uh, last inner squad, he threw 75 pitches. So 
he's already extended himself now where he's he's ready to get those innings in. Um, so I, I think he's picking up from where he was in the summer and just keeps developing and, and he's, he, he knows how to pitch. You know, um, I uh, remind everybody uh, he, he's kind of like my, my cousin Greg Maddox. Uh, <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Uh, that, you know, he, he has a wonderful, wonderful change-up. And, you know, I, I preach that change-up is just the best pitch you can have. And, uh, you know, when you have one, that, you know, you, fastballs are great, but you can't throw it fast enough. You know, somebody's going to square it up or whatever. But, you know, nobody's up there just sitting on change-ups. And, you know, Matt has a great change-up. He's got a great uh, breaking ball, and he knows how to pitch. And then I'd say Nico right now would probably be the Sunday guy. He certainly could flip him back and forth. And, um, you know, Nico is, is one that, you know, got to develop a little bit last year. Now he's coming in. He realizes what he has to do. Um, I mean, he's, he's, these guys are all throwing 94 again, you know, and that, that's gotten to be a norm. I mean, crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It reminds me of when Pump uh, was pitching, I guess. Or oh, whatever. my goodness. Yeah, 78. <laughs> 78 with a terrible change if you need it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Nico, when he, and then he's got a, a, just a lights-out slider. So uh, he's going to be a handful, and I'm glad he's on our side. You mentioned Billy Odom. You know, Billy is kind of like our Hunter Riggins this year. You know, sure. when you see he's got the long hair and the, the locks and the uh, right-handed pitcher has control of everything. He's not going to blow you away with velocity. But, again, uh, he's like Cousin Greg Maddox again. He just knows how to pitch. He he relies on, you know, he can throw you three change-ups in a row and, you, you know, you, you say, golly, I struck out. I didn't even <laughs> feel like what I was doing. Uh, so I, I think Billy's going to eat up a lot of innings and, you know, he could also be one of those midweek guys or keeps developing and, uh, you know, We'll see how that goes. Um, uh, also, on the starting side, we've got another guy that, that came in, um, Will Armistead. And Will has had a really good fall, uh, a good spring right now. Um, Three-pitch kind of guy. You know, we've got, we've got two or three of those guys that you could just – having a bad hair day. Um, you know, you just bring in the next one and the next one. So – uh, time will tell, you know, they haven't been on that stage and they never face, you know, some of the talent that we're going to be facing, but, um, I think they're going to be fine. I, I wanted to make sure and, uh, hit some of the relief mm-hmm. pitchers, um, mm-hmm. you know, because, uh, you know, that's an area, uh, we've got, uh, Isaiah Rhodes coming back. Isaiah's our, our right-handed, uh, sidearm guy, um, that everybody seems to have, um, uh, Another young man that, that y'all are going to enjoy seeing, uh, he's a local boy, Cross uh, Sibley from Sumrall. Right. Cross uh, was this uh, a rising star uh, out of Sumrall. Then he had a shoulder issue, and he's come in, and he was redshirted last year. But uh, Cross is really having a good spring. I know coaches have talked about how, you know, he can compete. We don't have a lot of left-handed arms. Uh, you know, Chandler Bess went down with Tommy John, so he's out. So, um, you know, we need uh, Cross to 
to come in and, and get, certainly get the lefties out and be a role guy. And uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, he's been waiting his turn and now it's, it's going to happen. Um, we mentioned J.B. Uh, Middleton. You know, he's the kind of guy that it, if he does what he's been doing, um, you know, he could be one of those uh, freshman newcomer of the year type kind of pitchers for us. And as he gets bigger and stronger, it's only going to be better, too. Um, let, let's see. I wanted to mention the, the boys from uh, Dallas Baptist, Luke Trahan. Uh, Luke, six foot, 200 pound, big, strong guy, transferred from Dallas Baptist. Um, it's going to be funny since we're they're coming here. <laughs> sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, I could see, you know, Luke being on the back end, eighth, ninth inning with those. Uh, low 90s, great slider, um, could just, you know, he was very good this weekend. And I see uh, that he's going to de- – could develop into, you know, one of our go-to guys like a Harper was last time. Um, on, on another left-hander I wanted to mention, uh, we've got a, a freshman, Tyler Martin. And if you remember, there was a lot of con- uh, discussion about Tyler Martin from Florida State and – you know, this is not him. This is the one <laughs> played uh, at Nebraska. Uh, but, but he is from uh, Missouri. He's from uh, Webb City, Missouri. And uh, I think there were some coaches that knew Coach Barry and his coach, or somehow we had a connection. And we we traded uh, Charlie Fisher over right. there, and we got this guy in the trade. But Tyler is a, is a left-handed pitcher, but he's also an outfielder. And right now, because we're so thin at left-handed pitchers, you know, he's been doing more of that. And he's really come on. He's six foot two, 200 pound. He can just sit there and throw three breaking balls and have the left-hander sit down. So, um, <laughs> again, you know, he, he's young. He's a freshman. So we don't know, you know, what's going to happen. But uh, we look forward to him. Uh, we also have uh, uh, Chase Adams coming in. Uh, you know, Chase is, uh, Chase is the freshman. I got that wrong. Oh, Tyler is not the freshman. I got him wrong. I'm sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but uh, Chase Adams is, is the freshman from Illinois. And, um, you know, he's going to come in, and, and he's really had a good spring. And, and you know how it is with lefties. You know, you can't have too many of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll see which ones are one inning or two innings or three inning kind of guys. Um, another right-hander, Kobe Allen, has come in, and he's pitching well. Uh, he's out of that school uh, up in Starkville. He went to Starkville High School, and um, I remember watching him in the fall, and uh, Coach Oz made a comment about I, I said, wow, that guy's got a really good arm. And he said, well, he was a catcher, and um, that he really <laughs> didn't pitch much on high school, and Coach Oz saw what he could do. and well, for me, he's going to be a pitcher. And so now, you know, he's another one of those guys that could come in and, and uh, build and get bigger and stronger. So uh, I see those kind of guys. We've got a, a boy from uh, Heinz Community College, Holland Towns, um, you know, six foot three, 220 pound guy, you know, throws in the low 90s, slider guy, another, he's going to be another eighth or ninth inning um, right handed pitcher. So, um, uh, you know, we'll see, you know, how it all goes. We, the, the fans will, will know that, uh, 
We've got Chandler Dawson. Uh, Chandler transferred in from Georgia State, who also is in our conference now. And that's Nick uh, Dawson's brother. Oh, we, uh, oh Nick cool. played uh, second base. So uh, Chandler's like 6'1", and Nick uh, was not. <laughs> I'll just say that. That <laughs> uh, uh, you know, Chandler's going to be one of those guys that can eat up some innings too, right-handed pitcher. So, you know, we, we've got a lot of guys, um, you know, and I, I just think, you know, this is when people underestimate Southern Miss and say, well, they lost a lot, and we did. You right. know, there's no doubt, it. you know, that, that pitching staff, if they were back, you know, I'd, I'd be getting my uh, ticket for Omaha. But, you know, there's going to be guys that, that we talk about, you know, now that by the first month, you know, are going to start – developing and pitching and then once a conference comes around that's what i remind the parents i said you know who who's playing in february and in march doesn't really always mean that much because once a conference comes around you know you've had you know 10 15 games and could be a, a lot of different faces out there so right you know it's a grind it, it and when you're out of high school you know your season starts and it's over by may and I was talking to some of the parents about where, you know, you still got 20 more games, you know, with Southern Miss because the the conference tournament, you know, the Mm -hmm. regional, whatever. So, um, but I think we're going to be fine. I'm I'm excited about it. And I I just ask everybody to uh, come out. I was going to comment on the ticket sales. That's just unbelievable. Just crazy. I was by there uh, last week and, you know, they were telling me they're down to 200 tickets. It's and, just hard to believe that uh, the the tip the casual Hattiesburg resident, you know, may or may not, probably will not be able just to walk up on a Saturday and try to come to a game. Just uh, it's exciting that we've arrived at that point. Uh, I'm excited about the future and uh, expansion and and all that stuff. And, and I think we'll get to that in a little bit. But really, I wanted to ask you, kind of changing gears. Uh, Okay. Talk about Coach Barry a little bit. You know, it's his 14th season as head coach at Southern Miss, his 23rd season uh, overall being involved with the program, and uh, how special uh, he is to all of us that, you know, that love Southern Miss. And, and obviously, with the impact he has on the players and, uh, and molding them into men. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I mean, and I have to say, I feel like, um, you know, he's one of the finest men that I know, and he's also a good coach, uh, you know, so um, it, it, it all, and it goes back to the coaches that, you know, I think Coach Palmer um, has had a big influence on him and, and how he ran the program, and, you know, Scott's doing the same thing. I, I've been very fortunate that, you know, they allow this old dinosaur to walk around and, you know, watch him practice and <laughs> – tell them what they're doing wrong. And, you know, they're always remind me about, well, uh, you know, it's amazing that we still win some games. And I said, yeah, but if you listen to me, we'd be undefeated right now. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, coach Barry is, uh, is just the kind of guy that, you know, you'd want your young son to, to grow up and, and model yourself after him. Cause he is a, a special man. Uh, the players, you know, they know he's all business when it comes to what, what he expects out of them. 
Um, you know, I, I remind the listeners to, you know, watch the team when they when the national anthem comes on. You know, it's not by chance that their toes are lined up on the line and they all have, they're all um, showing respect for that uh, song and they're they're they don't talk, they don't do anything. Um, you know, and and they realize that and that Coach Barry brings that to the table. Uh, you know, he's 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 tough, uh, but he's very fair. You know, these these boys know. You know, they're out there playing. You know, they see uh, the guys that they're competing with, and, and you know, it, it's tough. And, uh, you know, they all want to have more time. And, uh, you know, we remind everybody that, you know, I promise you the coaches want to win and they're going to play the best players. But what what Coach Barry has brought to the program and the consistency, I think the listeners don't realize, you know, when you think about baseball, I mean, you go back to Hill Denson and Corky and, God, and that's basically been, you know, the whole baseball program. Right. When we play other schools, you know, you know, our practices are the same. I, I bet you, you know, you, you may have to ask some of the players, you know, past players, but probably our signals are the same. You know, we do everything the same. There, there's the Southern Miss way. And, um, you know, that, that all starts with Coach Barry and the way he runs the program. And then, bringing uh you know coach uh, ostrander in and you know and another they're they're fine men you know they're they're going to recruit people that they know will fit on the program um, you know sometimes somebody may say well you know what about this guy or that guy or this player i heard he's good or i heard he's good you know and and you may ask them about it and, and you know they'll tell you you know he's not a southern miss guy and and you know people are like well what does that mean well it, it means that we, we have a certain type of player that we're going to have on our team. May not be the, the best home run hitter or throws it, you know, 99 or whatever, but, but it's a chemistry mm-hmm. in building that tradition. And, and the way it all goes um, is why our program is consistent, you know, year after year, because that's the way we do it. And that's the kind of players we recruit. So in my humble opinion, it, it's an honor um, to play for Southern Miss. And, uh, you know, I think anybody that is considering to play there, uh, you know, can look at Coach Barry and Coach Ostrander and Coach Creel and, you know, all the coaches and just say, you know, that's a place you can have your son. You know, where they're going to uh, pay attention to the classroom. You, you know, most people don't realize that being a student athlete, is very very difficult you know we all were students uh and then you know bump was an athlete but he wasn't a student you know actually actually i was neither <laughs> <laughs> you know some of us were, were both but on a minor minor scale but you know they expect that and you know one of the things that that we like to do for the players and it's also is get them plugged into the community you know, because, you know, you guys and the, the, the people that own businesses, you know, I, I've got business owners that would tell me that, you know, we'll, we would love to hire every baseball player when they graduate. And I'm like, well, why would you do that? They said, because we know the dedication that it takes to be a baseball player and to be, a, you know, a student at the same time. You know, you, 
you go to class, you know, you go work out, you do this, you do that. And that's the kind of player that, that our, our players are. And that's why a lot of them stick around Hattiesburg and come out to the right field roost, as, as you saw. I, I bet you there was times during uh, the regional where we probably had, you know, 30 to 40 people there, uh, ex-players and parents. I don't mm-hmm. you know, tell the crowd that, you know, like uh, uh, Nick Sandlin's mom and dad, could not stand not being there. They drove in, you know, just to be part of sure. all that. You know, the Walners, are, uh, we spoke with them, and they're thinking about coming to opening weekend. You know, we, we have something very, very special. And, um, you know, I can't thank the community enough uh, for getting involved with our baseball program, for somebody to, to tell me that, you know, you, you won't and, – and, and I'll go on record – there won't be any tickets available for the games. I mean, and, and you people are going to be chirping and talking bad. And, you know, I can't believe that we live in Hattiesburg and we can't walk on by right. a ticket. Right. And so please, please tell, I mean, all your listeners, I hope they don't just think we're just making that up because there won't be a ticket to buy now. You know, so it's a wonderful problem to have and and we're excited about it i i wanted to to mention about our uh, dugout club again mm-hmm. uh, if i got a half a second um sure we we're very excited i mean i know we're gonna have uh, new records uh for the dugout club and memberships our merchandise uh it's just wonderful uh, i know your viewers don't have a camera but i i modeled to you guys earlier and we can uh, tell them that you know, it, it's a black cap with the uh, white Southern Miss uh, triangle home plate and the white USM on it. But more especially is that the number 44, Corky Palmer's number, is going to be on this year's dugout club hat. That's great. Uh, so, you know, it, all it costs is to join the dugout club. And, you know, this will be a keeper. You know, this will be one that everybody will want to have. Yeah. Uh, and the coaching staff did a wonderful job with that. So I, I wanted to throw that in to, so people can join the dugout club when they come to the first game. Now, you, talking about the dugout club real quick, um, that's great. And it's 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 not expensive to do this. I mean, you can spend kind of as much as you want, I think. But it, what, what, what's, what are the levels of joining? Sure, sure. Uh, well, you know, and again, you talk about consistency. But, you know, oddly enough, this is the same – amount that we charged when Corky was when we first started the dugout club and it cost a hundred dollars a hundred dollars to join the club be part all that money goes to baseball you know that's the thing about this club it it helps them with uh, meal money uh, travel money different things different things that they have to buy uh, for the baseball program so for a hundred dollars you're going to be able to get that black hat. And I'm sure there's going to be some people that are going to complain because it's black and it's going to be hot in Mississippi. <laughs> but you know, really, you don't want to hear about it because, you know, the players are wearing the same black hat out there. So, uh, you know, and uh, I think you're going to. That just means uh, they need to join you know, next year because I'm sure it'll be a different color so they can, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You remember, we change exactly. the hats every year. So yes. we know by what color you're yep. wearing it and, and they you can wash them and wear them out 
but yeah, so, so you can get a, a, a hat and a visor for uh, 125. We have a uh, polo shirt that you can get, which is a black shirt. Um, you know, that's at the uh, 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 125 to 250 level. Uh, for the hat and the visor, visor. No, the polo is, is $250. You get a black polo, a hat, and a visor. And then you, uh, we also have a, a nice uh, pullover, a zip pullover that is at the $500 level. And, you know, that way you get the polo, you get the zip uh, mm-hmm. pullover, you get the hats. Uh, it's a nice, uh, really... And when the people see the pullover this year, I will say that uh, Keller Bradford and the coaching staff that designed it, it's, it's a, a black pullover, but the sleeves are uh, a gray, um, you know, just like a sweatshirt looking. Mm, cool. So it's black and gray, and and everybody that sees one is going to want to know where'd you get it. Well, you got it because you joined the dugout club. And then we also have members that give over a thousand dollars, and you get all the merchandise. But you also get to go to um, one of the on-field game passes, so you can get down <laughs> on the field and watch them take BP. You get to tour the facility and all that. So um, you know we're we're right at seven hundred members in the dugout club and. Uh, it's been going on for a long time, but, you know, it goes back to the consistency and, you know, people want to join. And I encourage them to do that when they uh, they can come uh, pick up their merchandise this Friday if they've already joined. Um, there's going to be a two-hour window. I think it's from 10 to 12. Uh, they can come get their merchandise so they'll be able to wear it opening weekend or you can get it on that opening weekend at the Dugout Club booth. Awesome. And so as far as – is there a website they can go to? Do they strictly do that um, at the games? Yeah. Uh, do, do you want them to call you on your cell phone? Yeah, I, I believe Keller's got it on the uh, Southern Miss baseball uh, site. You can okay. get into it there and uh, print out a brochure. Or if you don't want to do all that, you can just – when you walk up to the stadium, you can do it there right. and pick up everything. Good deal. All right, Rick, uh, we've come time to the rapid fire segment. Okay. And uh, I know last year we had a bunch of questions for you and just about all of them came, came, came true. Um, so you're kind of on the, on the spot here to, <laughs> to, yeah, to do that again. I'm ahead is what you're telling <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, so I guess Pilo, like I'll start it off and we'll just go right down the list. We'll yeah, just alternate. I'm down with that. Um, okay. All right, Rick. And this seems pretty easy, but there's a few guys you could go with. Um, who will lead the team in home runs? Leading the team in home runs this year, I'm going to go with my buddy Sarge. There you Good go. choice. Who uh, who's going to go with? Who's going to have the most relief appearances? Appearances. Okay. Uh, relief appearances. Let's see. I'm going to go on a limb on that. And say, I'm going to pull a wild card on you. I'm going to go with Tyler Martin. Like it. Nice. <laughs> All right. So the transfer from Nebraska, Tyler Martin. Right. Um, Matthew Etzel. 
Over under 25 stolen bases. I'm going to go under. Hmm. Not that couldn't do it, <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know that he'll get the green light enough no, that, to that's do fair. <laughs> Right. Uh, more doubles, Danny Lynch or Dustin Dickerson? Doubles. Uh, I'm going to go with Dustin on that. Okay. Because he's just a touch faster than Danny, and then, uh, you know, <laughs> that gives me there an out go. on that. <laughs> okay. You mentioned the right field roost earlier. Right around your spot, uh, this happens yeah. quite a bit. So we're going to do another over-under, but the number of slips down the hill in the right field roost, we're going to set the over-under at 178. 178. Uh, when, when are you going to cut it end of the, end of the As long as we're playing. If we're, if we're mm-hmm. in a super or, you know, whatever it is. 178. Uh, I'm going to go with Oh, I over. like it. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember the number from last year, but I remember. All I'm going to say is I contributed. It was somewhere in the 50 to 60 range. I contributed at least once that I remember. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, if necessary, uh, well, I'll put some more rocks yeah, out there do. if we need to. Or um, so if, you, if yeah. you've listened to the, to the podcast recently, you know, we do some foodie talk things. So I had to mix in a couple of food questions. If you're going to go with a ballpark food, are we going hot dog or corn dog? Uh, I'm a hot Easy. dog guy. Best roost meal you had last year, and what are you most looking forward to? Oh, goodness. Now you are putting me on it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, I always have to say Coach Bush and his uh, meatball subs. Ooh. Very outstanding. We'll have to try that. I haven't had that. <laughs> well, we we also had some guest chefs. Uh, the Russos uh, did some uh, fish, uh, catfish. We uh, did some fried catfish with a little special Louisiana sauce and um, with refreshments. It was very uh, tasty as yeah. well. So uh, I'm going to answer this question too and, because uh, I remember last year we had what I don't remember what game it was. Bump, you can probably remember, but. We had that early game and we decided to do breakfast and we cooked the biscuits out on the grill and did the eggs. Ooh, that's right. And it was Who fantastic. Was that was, conference that tournament, was, maybe? Those eggs on the grill, man, they were, it's like, it was so good. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can oh, just yeah. smell it. The, 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 the best thing about the spot where we set up down there at 39 is um, we've got the grill and people just jump on it before I even have a chance. So it's great. They're back there, especially at the end of the year when it's like a hundred degrees and they're sitting back there next to the hundred, you know, 300 degree grill. Yeah. I was loving it, man. Just give me a towel. I don't mind cooking. I love to do it. That's awesome. Rick, man. uh, It's been a blast. It always is. Um, You know, I I hope that dugout club just keeps growing the same way that the season tickets are. Uh, It's just a beautiful thing to see. And you're a very big part. You know, we call the football field the rock. I'd be okay with calling the baseball field the Rick. I'm just going to go out and say it. Well, I think one thing we forgot to talk about just quickly is obviously we know the dugout club and and all the things you guys do, you contributed to the – 
you know, the travel and stuff like that. But I mean, obviously if you haven't been, say you've been a Hattiesburg person, you didn't have a chance to come at the end of the season. Uh, you know, let's talk to the Hattiesburg people or people that are even, you know, haven't been to a game in a couple of years. They got to come see what's kind of out in uh, left center. I mean, that scoreboard, I mean, and I know the staff is, you know, now they've had a full year to get graphics and video and all that kind of stuff rolling and, and the track man and the, and all the stats, uh, it, mm-hmm. what an experience that contributes to game day and for fans and stuff like that. Um, talk about that just a little bit. And, and yeah, uh, you know, right at the end of the season when the scoreboard was finally put up mm-hmm. and turned on, I mean, it, you know, it just, it, it really kind of blows your mind because most, like you say, if you hadn't been there in a couple of years, um, there, there's a lot of different to the park, you know, that we got people had didn't even know we had turf. <laughs> Right. You know, they, they came up to the first game and said, man, that field looks great. And we mentioned, yeah, I just mowed it the other day. You know, we put a lot of good uh, uh, fertilizer out there and it looks good. So, you know, when you add the turf field and, and I think that the way they did the colors and the it is one of the nicest ones in the country. And then you put that scoreboard there and then the setting and. Uh, you know, now with the tickets, what they're going to be and, and uh, the atmosphere, um, I, I mean, I don't know. But when you look at baseball in Mississippi and you, you think about the, those other two schools up north and then you throw in Southern Miss, I mean, you know, I, I can't think of any other state where baseball is so dominant. And, uh, you know, right here in Hattiesburg, I, I think if the people will come, if you come once, you know, and you, you, you make a tour, you know, I, we invite all the parents to walk around and, you know, come out to each spot. And I said, there's mm-hmm. a whole different world out there in the right field roost that you need to come see and meet. And when you think about, you know, every spot has a grill and everybody's cooking and everybody is, you know, wants to meet you and meet your players and the kids and the parents. Um, you know, we really, really have something special, and and I know, um, you know, they're all going to make it out there this year. You know, we I know the crowd is excited about the this year's Fathead winner, and and I I'm sure John will will uh, do us all proud and and have that on the opening day mm-hmm. weekend. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, Rick, we we, we we really appreciate you uh, not only taking the time tonight, but all the effort that you put into it. Um, you you're you're part of the reason that it's special. All the things that you mentioned, uh, you're you're too humble to take credit for any of it, but you're a big part of that. And um, and we appreciate you uh, not only for the show, but just for 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 the baseball team for Hattiesburg, man. We we thank you for all Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, and and I enjoy y'all and the friendships that we have, and. Uh, it's going to be a fun season, and I, I can't wait to uh, get it all kicked off. All right, Rick. Well, Southern Miss right. to the top. All right, and there goes Rick Maddox, Pilo. Uh, Rick, you know, didn't disappoint. I feel like I just got like my master's degree in uh, in twenty twenty three. Maybe you should teach a class. I mean. What an awesome class that would be! Just like an elective one-hour uh, intro to all things Southern Miss baseball. <laughs> that would have been a class that I could have paid attention in, <laughs> no doubt. That would have been the time that I got an A, right? But uh, yeah, man, what what else can you say about Mister Rick? He's uh, 
He's the best. Um, so what happened since the last time we recorded? Well, uh, we had two road wins in the Sun Belt for the men's team in basketball. The Lady Eagles split a pair of conference games at home, and Southern Miss finalized their 2023 football recruiting class. Yeah. Um, and something that we haven't done in a couple episodes is another foodie talk. Uh, we didn't get to do it last week. Um, but for everybody that, that listens to the show, a couple weeks ago, we kind of teased it and then just skipped out on it. So take it away. <laughs> yeah, Bilo, I mean, with uh, this week's edition. Of so Club. all the, oh man, uh, all the listeners who, who listened to me kick off the episode with the Australian accent and then never talk anything else about <laughs> it the rest of the episode are probably like, what are these guys doing? So really, it was a nod to if if you keep up with Twitter, and obviously you were at Reed Green uh, a week and a half ago. It was International Night. Uh, you know the the I guess the marketing staff with with uh, athletics decided to have that. They brought a lot of the international students from the university down. They all had their flags, and just somebody brilliantly in the chairbacks had a video that pans from right to left. And as you get toward the end of all these students holding all their flags, very happy, everybody cheering them on. You see an Outback Steakhouse flag. It, I mean, <laughs> the, the video right? just, it was zoomed in. It was just <laughs> perfect. And of course, something like that gets tweeted out and it gets picked up, uh, by Barstool. So like, I'm kind of on Twitter, you know, it's the next day. See Barstool, uh, sports, pick it up and i knew like oh this is this is about to go viral uh so i you know reply back uh with this other with the to the top talk uh you know twitter account uh 20 minutes later there's a tweet out from outback steakhouse their official account saying wait to the end and so I reply to them, they reply back. And then all of a sudden there's this dialogue on Twitter with us and Outback and I'm, I'm pushing for this sponsor to sponsor foodie talk. So, uh, and at the end of all that, um, uh, the video, I think I looked it up this afternoon. It's, it's around 550,000 plus views. So, uh, what publicity, you know, for something funny and, uh, just, awesome you know I, I, I think that something like that happens like if our basketball team's two and you know 20 or whatever i don't think stuff like that happens obviously uh mm-hmm. it comes with winning it comes with success something goes viral like that so this foodie talk reining it back in uh i'm gonna go with the top five outback menu items so the folks at outback if you're listening to this hit us up in the dms uh number one and this may shock some people, but I actually did a little research just to see how crazy my uh, taste buds are. And actually, two or three people that I did research on agreed with me. Number one, the wings on the appetizer menu. If you've never had them, <laughs> they are the best wings you're going to get from any uh chain restaurant as an appetizer they're kind of breaded crunchy crispy spicy awesome and their ranch is just next level number two you got to go with steak my preferred is uh a a ribeye just you know solid kind of standard i go medium but what do you do uh 
I do, I do medium. I, I'm not. I'm not bleeding guy. Yeah. and I'm not I, well done guy. I'm, I'm I can medium. do the occasional medium rare, but I don't want it real bloody. Uh, and I'm probably gonna get some flack for that. But you know, to each their own. Uh, number three, you got to go blooming onion. I mean, I think it's kind of what makes Outback Outback. Uh, you know, I, I for a while they had these bloom petals, which is kind of just blooming onion deconstructed less greasy and they took it off the menu so outback people bring it back um yeah i mean i, I think the blooming onion is there's just so much of it yeah that's, that's the thing that, and that's what we, we get that and i can't get exactly to my stick. and so the bloom petals was a much smaller portion less greasy and when we lived in jackson like it was our sunday church got out, drive down the hill in flowwood hit the outback in flowwood it was it was we were there every sunday uh, it was kind of our, our thing. And, um, man, they had them and we, we ate them all the time, but, uh, then they just kind of took them away, but that's what restaurants do. Uh, number four, we're not going to, we're going to try to keep it a little healthier. I'm going to go with that blue cheese pecan chopped salad. I've never had it. It's solid. My wife, Lisa gets it all the time. Uh, <laughs> if you like a good chopped salad at a sea, at a steak, seafood steak, uh, house, really good. Uh, and five, I'm going to wrap it up with just ranch, the Outback ranch. I don't know what they do. I don't know what the, what the, uh, secret recipe is, but it's next level little Cajun kick to it, or I guess Australian kick, not Cajun kick, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, that kind of goes hand in hand with a little bit of everything. So yeah, I think that's going to wrap up my top five, uh, for foodie talk. No, no Alice Springs yeah, chicken. No, I mean it's it's there. Uh, probably dunk it in some ranch. You know, everything's better with ranch. Absolutely, except for chocolate. Anyway, so all right, great. That was a great footy talk. Enjoyed it. Um, Outback, come on, sponsors. <laughs> we've got we've got reach for the whole Pine Belt. Yeah, I mean your your Hattiesburg location will see. <laughs> just surges <laughs> in profit. All right. That was a great uh, foodie talk there, Pilo. And for anybody that wants more information like that, um, where can they find that? Yeah. So I actually have an Instagram account, uh, hub city underscore eats, uh, that I started really just some girls that I work with, uh, at horn, just always are hearing me talk about Hattiesburg, always hearing me talk about food. And they're like, you know what? You really need to start this uh, page. So I kind of started it and it's all things Hattiesburg. The, the entire feed is nothing but Hattiesburg restaurants and kind of my take and my suggestion on what to get at what places. So if you're a Southern Miss person, you're coming into town or you just love Hattiesburg, uh, give it a follow. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And, uh, I've actually this week had uh, Ed's Burger Joint kind of pick up one of my posts and repost it and tag me in it. So uh, kind of interacting with some of the local places and just trying to push, you know, all the outstanding places we have in Hattiesburg. So again, on Instagram, and I think we have a, I have a Facebook page too, but it's uh, Hub City underscore Eats. Let's get to some basketball Let's talk, it. man. It's, uh, it's fun. It's fun. It's really easy to talk about basketball these days. And just just the first line right here, yep. okay? Basketball. Men's basketball, 21 and 4, 10 and 2. What the I hell? mean, I mean, just how cool is that? 
It's 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 great. It's um. I mean, I, I can't imagine like Coach Ladner's phone and emails should be blowing up all the time. You know, last year I'm sure there wasn't a whole lot of that. Yeah, I mean, I was on now Twitter today. Like, Damn it, I'm trying to get somebody yeah, else. Yeah, I mean, like I was on Twitter today, and I guess they had a press conference, and I, I mean, I, I saw a clip from the press conference, and I'm like, I don't think Ladner could have smiled any bigger the entire time he was answering a question, and I was, and it made me think like last year you know like how hard of how much he probably like dreaded going and saying the same thing it's it's kind of like the munkin years you oh. know like we were rebuilding football and it was like munkin just sounded like a broken record but he's like we're gonna get there we're gonna get there like you just gotta kind of hang in and, and you know obviously well it's almost like basketball basketball's like 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 squished in like a four-year yeah. rebuild into months it's <laughs> You know, it's it's yeah. just remarkable. I'm so happy for that guy. Um, he, I mean, Coach Ladner, he's he's one of yeah. us. That's yep. the thing. He's like he take he took it the losses as hard last year as we took it because he's a fan and he's he's a Golden yeah. Eagle. And Rick was just talking about it, right? A Southern Miss guy. That's what he is. So glad that he was retained. Um, I'm just couldn't be more happy for Brother Ladner and. Um, it's great, man. So, so this week we we had games at Troy, and and um, and uh, against Georgia State. And we, so the first game we won the, that game six seventy four to sixty five over Troy. Austin Crowley feeling it twenty three points, six rebounds, two steals. Denaje Harris continues to be one of the most improved players that yeah. I've ever seen. Um, I don't know if college gives an award for that, but he would be up for that kind of award. Um, he, he goes 19 and seven. Hase added 11 points. Nefty Alvarez, 11 and three steals. He continues to get his footing out there. Um, this game was weird. Uh, Sutton Miss started off like as sloppy as you can possibly start off. I don't know what was going on. Uh, turned it over seven times in the first five minutes of the game, but then got it going. Took a lead at halftime, 30 to 23, and really never looked back. Um, Troy, Never really went away, but but never got closer than seven right. points, I don't believe. So, good road win. And that led us to the next game versus Georgia State. Uh, won this game 79-71. to 71. It, was, it, was, it was hard. It was much harder than the Troy game, I thought. Yeah, that's – Actually, we're losing 35 – Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were losing 34-30 to 30 at halftime. As Georgia State shot seventy five percent from three point range in the first half, um, this is this is. Uh, I know Patrick McGee tweeted out uh, that they're at the bottom, or I want to say they were one of the bottom twenty teams in the country in three point shooting Correct. percentage coming into that game. They yeah. go six of eight uh, in the first half, and 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 we're just playing lights out, man. Look, we have become the hunted. It's weird to talk about Southern Miss basketball being yep. the hunted. Whenever people see us step on the court, they're like, you know what? we got something to prove to these guys. And um, it hadn't been like that. So we're having to, to, to fight through it a little bit. Um, and, and the second half, it's not like they did that bad. In the second half, they, they go four of ten from three-point range, which is kind of normal. Um, this game saw 17 lead changes with about three or four minutes to play. I was a little bit nervous. Um, but I think that the Sutter Miss depth played a role in this. In this in this victory, Georgia State playing only seven guys, whereas Sutter Miss played eleven guys, and most of those with significant minutes. Um, Hase got his groove back a little bit, going twenty six and five. Pink double double twelve eleven. 
Uh, three assists, one steal, and one block. That's a heck of a line. Mo Arnold held us in there uh, almost right. by himself for a little for while sure. there in the first half. 11 points, five assists, three steals. And Marcelo Perez, I'm very happy for him to get on the court with, with, with Sutter Miss and a little bit of foul trouble. I um, love that guy. He, he goes – yeah, he goes fourteen points in just ten yeah. minutes of play, and had some had some had some nice dishes also, and plays just incredible defense. He's he's the guy that I probably wouldn't want to face in practice. Like if you show up and you look at the board and you're like, oh damn, we're doing one on ones, and I got Perez. That sucks, <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's he just he just looks like that kind of guy. Um, so next up for the men. Um, we have well, we have the biggest game of probably the Absolutely. last ten years uh, against Louisiana this Thursday on February the ninth at Reed Green Coliseum after the ladies' game, and we also play Louisiana Monroe this week. And don't forget about them; they're not bad. You know, I know we're looking forward to this Thursday game. We're going to go over it a little bit, but uh, ULM is really hanging in there and, and can still make a push uh, in the conference as, as far as the buys go. And I think they would have to get a whole lot of luck to be able to. To, to come out on top of the conference, but um, but they're hanging in there. So so ULM is no pushover right. as well. But let's talk about yeah. Lafayette this Thursday. They hate us saying Lafayette. I don't know why. It's the coolest word. Yeah. And it's literally when you type in the website, the first thing that pops up on the top of the page is University of Louisiana at Lafayette. Right. <laughs> and somehow they get mad about that. But anyway, um, here it is, you know. Um, the, the, they got some cool things going on. The first 5,000 fans get a white shirt, a Dub City shirt. Yeah, it looks it's very pretty cool. cool. Um, but, but, but why don't you go over some of the things that the, the people can, uh, the fans can look forward to uh, this Thursday as, as far as coming to watch. Uh, yeah, so ULL. obviously uh, it's a 730 tip, a little different than usual. And the ladies, uh, the Lady Eagles are playing right before that. So, you know, don't try to get there too early. Uh, I mean, obviously come to the women's game if you, if you can, but you know, if you kind of come there trying to think you're going to get a parking spot and you're like, wow, there are already people in the arena. Uh, it's cause the women are playing before, but, uh, mm-hmm. so like you said, uh, ULL, uh, 20 and four on the season. Oh, yeah. They're 20 and four as well. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we're okay. I was like, that looks Yep. 21. Right? So the ESPN mm-hmm. matchup predictor has us at 64.4% winning. Um, I think a lot of that has to do obviously with us being undefeated, but if you remember, um, obviously uh, Lafayette beat us earlier in the year, 75, 61, but um, so they got some guys that can play Jordan Brown leads, uh, leads them in points, 19.9 per night, uh, per game. They got a guy, Greg Williams with 14.7, Terrence Lewis, 11.8, uh, Williams and Garnett can light it up from deep and have made 52 and 46 threes respectively. So, uh, they can shoot it from outside and we know how teams do when they come in to, to read green. So I uh, got to be able to defend the three, uh, Hase only had nine points, um, in the, in the first game. So look for him to play a bigger role. Uh, Garnett, the former walk on was on fire all game last game. I remember that <laughs> he yes, hit six of eight, uh, from the three point range. Yeah. Weird shot, but yes. it just kept going in. Um, you know, we didn't have uh nefty. So obviously he didn't play and the Najee Harris was kind of still coming off that rib injury. Mm-hmm. So we should have those sure. guys good, ready to go. Um, 
So talking a little bit, like they average like 80, 80 points a game where it's like 75 and a half. Uh, they're giving up 70. We're giving up 63. So we're a little better on the defensive side. Uh, field goal percentage is pretty even. They're shooting about uh, 49.4. We're at 46. Rebounds, uh, 36. We're at 37. Uh, assist is a wash. It's pretty even at 15. Blocks per game, 3.3, 2.6 for us. Uh, steals, they have 7.3. We have 8.9. So, And uh, obviously, we're on a seven-game win streak, and they are on a 10-game win streak. So... Something's got to give. Uh, so obviously we, like we said, this is uh, as big as I can remember at home. And uh, man, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. And let's jump over to the the, the Sutter Miss yeah. stats guy real quick. So Sutter Miss stats has sent us uh, a, another great tidbit or two of information. You guys can follow him at uh, Sutter Miss stats and info on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He's the best. Um, so Saturday at Georgia State was the 11th time this year we had four players in double-figure scoring. This is the sixth 12-0 home start in school history from the best that he could find. Uh, once is the current one. Once was a 12-game home slate. Once was a 13-0 home record. Once was a 15-0 home record. Uh, twice we've started 12-0 and then lost home game 13. He mentions do not shoot the messenger as with the good sometimes comes sure. the bad. So, um, yeah, but, but, but it's also good that we don't just talk it up. Like we're just going to dominate this with a 64% predicted by ESPN and blah, 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 blah. Look, uh, every, you know, the other times that this has happened, we, we've, we've lost that game 13. So, or right. two times. So, um, hopefully we can put, uh, an end to that coming up this week. Uh, real quick. Pilo, you want to get us caught up on yeah, definitely. The Lady so Eagles. Lady Eagles right now sitting at fifteen and eight, eight and four in conference. Uh, so their last two, we played Old Dominion, we lost that one 65-55. Tied at the half at twenty six. We were outscored by ten in the second half. Uh, Dom Davis does what she does with fifteen and seven. Uh, Femi had fourteen and six, and the Lady Eagles go zero and seven from the three point range, while Old Dominion makes seven of fifteen. So. Um, that was tough. So, uh, next up they had South Owl, South Owl. Uh, we won that one 61 40. Uh, Lady Eagles used a 21 7 fourth quarter, uh, to put the Lady Jaguars away. South Owl shoots a lot of threes, but doesn't, uh, they don't make very many. Uh, so they go eight for 31 from the beyond the arc. Wow. Uh, Jacoria Bracey with 15 points and 12 rebounds for the double double, and uh, Malaya Grayson with 11 and six. So next up for them uh, are two home games uh, with Texas State. So obviously we talked about on Thursday, uh, 5 p.m. Uh, they host Texas State, and then uh, on Saturday, another I guess men's and women's doubleheader. Uh, we will ha- they will host Coastal Carolina at noon. You know, so the thing to do probably is like just show up for that women's game. Maybe if you don't show up like right on time, maybe show up to that women's game like you yeah. know second half, right? Watch that, then watch the guys warm up, then get it kicked off. Because if you don't, you're gonna be if you don't have a parking pass, you're gonna be walking. Yeah, I, you're just gonna I, be walking I have a pretty a feeling, good ways. Though, obviously, with ticket sales, they're gonna have to clear the arena. So um, I don't know. I could be wrong. Maybe somebody at Southern Southern Miss, uh, if they're listening to this, let us know on Twitter. But um, 
just from my experience, they may have to do that, which is not a problem. You're already there. You're not, you know, so, you know, come out early, watch the women. There's several ticket deals. I think where are just like, it's like 20 bucks. Oh, wow. Get you into both. No brainer. Yeah. Yeah. It's just no brainer. Yeah, for sure. Uh, some belt standings, the men, um, Southern Miss and Louisiana Lafayette are both mm-hmm. tied at 10 and two. Uh, Marshall and James Madison sit at eight and four. Uh, ULM at seven and five. Then Old Dominion, Troy, and App all at six and six. Everybody else has losing records. Uh, the women, Troy is leading at ten and two. Then a log jam in second place. The women's race is way more. The, the men's race is open. The women's race is like just wide. Open, yeah, I mean, you went right? three in a row and so, you're so, in the lead, so, right? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Troy does have a, yeah. a bit of a lead right now, but ten and two. But uh, James Madison, Texas State, Southern Miss, Old Dominion, and Louisiana Lafayette all mm-hmm. at eight and four. Georgia Southern and Marshall seven and five. Coastal six and six. So. Uh, much more open race. Um, baseball talk. Uh, well, you know, we did baseball talk, <laughs> but but th- th- there are still season tickets on sale. Um, so uh, only a couple hundred or so remain, which is just mind boggling to me. Um, but it, it's 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 good to have. It, it's a uh, it's become fear of missing out, and not only fear of missing out on the postseason, but fear of missing out on the regular season. On the twenty nine like degree February games. Field. I don't know. It's, it's it's great. It's, it's wonderful. Every one of you guys come out and give me a freezing hug out in spot 39. And then at the end of the year, give me a sweaty ass hug in spot 39. We're be there. We'll be there the whole season. Um, three Sutter Miss baseball players make the perfect game. Perfect game. USA preseason all wow. Sunbelt team. Uh, Tanner Hall, Matthew Etzel, and Danny Lynch. So that wraps it up for baseball. Pilo, what do we got in the mailbag? Yeah, so we had an email that come in this week from uh, Margie Jepson, friend of the show. Uh, she uh, gave us a shout out, talked about the the bonfire site, the new merch site, um, and she was wanting to see a few more uh, women's fit shirts on there, and that was a total mishap on my uh, my part, Margie. We got that uploaded, uh, and so all of those, all the shirts that we have on the store now have a women's fit. Uh, and so that is live on the website at bonfire.com slash store slash to the top talk. Keep telling you, we need to have more women on the show. And that's we the do. reason right there. Like that never occurred to me. Um, so, uh, and let's just get straight into shout outs. We've been on here for quite a while. Um, yeah. Do, do, do you have any shout outs today? Yeah. I mean, obviously we're going to, we're going to give a huge shout out to Rick. Um, mm. I, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I was thinking about while he was talking and I think last, I guess last season was my first full season in the roost. So like obviously been coming to games since 2003, 2004, always sat in the bleachers out in the student section, you know, uh, with Jimbo over there behind third base and, and, uh, you know, then we became good friends and kind of friend of the podcast and, uh, had the opportunity to spend like my first kind of full season out there, man, by the end, I felt like we were all family. I mean, and like, you know, I'm seeing these people at uh, basketball games and it's just mm-hmm. like, right. it feels like family members you haven't seen in a while. And I just, I can't wait to uh, see everybody out in the roost in their spot and kind of us making that walk or you making the drive, but me making the walk uh, around the horn kind of and making it down to 39. So uh, just shout 
out to Rick for uh, just his knowledge and everything he does. I mean, we, we went on and on about it, but uh, uh, he, you know, obviously was the guy that did or uh, part of calling me Luke Combs and then all of that with the making me kind of feel a part <laughs> of the roost and the family. And, you know, I couldn't make it past that corner uh, without them yelling Luke. Uh, so just exciting. And the other shout out I had was uh, just the Outback social person. So whoever you are, uh, thanks for the interactions and the fun. Uh, hopefully something one day will maybe come out of that. Uh, who knows, but that's it for me. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, um, I echo uh, what you said about Mr. Rick and, and everybody else, I mean, Rick Zachary and, and, and Mr. Donnie down there in the corner and then Charlie right. next to us and John and Robert and Zach and everybody with the horns, you know, like it's just, it's, it's great. It's, it's a, it's very unique, one of a kind. So if you hadn't been out there, definitely make your way out. Um, speaking of great people and great golden Eagles, uh, Alan Chapman, how about that? Stepped up, bought a hundred tickets. Awesome. I got a couple of them for my dad and one of his buddies. Um, another shout out. I want to give to Trey Sutton came on the pod last week with DD and, um, my son, Jack went to his high school baseball camp this weekend out at West Jones. Yeah. Can't speak enough about, um, not only Trey, but, but the entire coaching staff and, and all the players. I mean, the one in particular player, I don't know his name, but I think he latched on to Jack a little bit and, and helped him out. Jack didn't know a soul out there, right? Six years right. old out of a new camp. Didn't know a soul. Um, I, I could tell it got to him a couple of times, but he powered through, hit him a little home run right there at the end of the home run derby. So that was awesome. Cool. Yeah. It was, it was wonderful. Um, and the last shout out, Hey, Marshant Kenny, right? New pod yeah. launches tomorrow. We can, I keep calling it a podcast, but it's slash TV slash, you know, streamed YouTube thingy that he has. Uh, so anyone, anywhere, anytime with Marshant Kenny kicks off uh, tomorrow. Can't wait to listen to it. And, um, and, and, and that's about it for today. Um, so let's go ahead and shut it down here. Um, everyone, thanks for listening in today. Uh, whatever day you might have listened and whichever platform you chose to listen in on. Remember, you can follow me at Bumper J Bailey and Patrick at P Lowry. Follow us on social at To The Top Talk. And don't forget about the mailbag um, at uh, To The Top Talk at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Tell somebody to the top today. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk. could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi puts you all to shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU. You play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you.
the football season is over and done The fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs Florida State or Tennessee But I chose Southern Mississippi And right here at home is where I'll always be I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi put you all to shame. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, or LSU. You play a good game of football. But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you When the football season is over and done all your teams with famous names will see we're number one. Ask Mississippi State. Ask Mississippi State. Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs. Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire. Something to show, something to list, something to sell. Call today at 601-408-9980. 